Hello and welcome. That is the sound of a refreshing <laughs> taste of coffee. Welcome to Brains, Bibles, and Beyond, where we discuss theology and worldview apologetics with our budding theologians. I am Nate Day with Think Like Christ Ministries, and I am here with our resident theologian, Joel Willoughby with Brains and Bibles. Hello, thank you so much. Well, if you want to check out our ministries, you can go to brainsandbibles.com for mine, and then thinklikechrist.org for Nate's over there and see more information about what's going on and all the happenings here. Uh, of course, this is also recorded on YouTube. Uh, there you have sometimes a little special sneak peek into our lives and what's happening behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, so it may be worth a check. Uh, just Brains and Bibles is the YouTube channel. Uh, check it out. Yeah, and always uh, check out the websites for uh, any upcoming events that we may be participating in. And also with it being March 1st, <laughs> registration for uh, Solid Rock Christian Camp open today. And uh, slots will go quickly. So if you're interested in coming to Solid Rock Christian Camp, get registered ASAP or you will probably not get to go. <laughs> and it's good stuff. Don't miss out. Yes. So um, we're starting a well, big yeah. series. We're starting a new series. So we're going to yeah. be doing a series. Um, kind of focused on the goodness of God. That's 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 yep. what we're addressing. But um, we're going to break it down in several parts. And the thing is, there are certain truths, there's certain facts that we all know to be true. Um, so number one is God is exceedingly good. Um, that is a fact. God is exceedingly good. Uh, another thing is God is all-powerful. Um, next truth is God is sovereign. He is in complete control. The other thing is evil exists and bad things happen. Right. There is suffering in this world. There is pain in this world. There is evil in this world and bad things do happen. So if God is good, go together, yeah, right? if God yeah. is good, if God is sovereign, if God is in control and bad exists, evil exists. How how do we reconcile all of this together? Yeah. So for today's episode, we're going to be looking at God is good. We're just going through this. Um, Joel's just defining be, goodness itself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Defining goodness and what God's goodness is. Mm -hmm. And Joel's going to be going through most of this uh, as usual. I will be here to interrupt and ask <laughs> ask, ask questions. Um, and uh, um. Over the next couple episodes, we will be addressing these these other facts that are true, yeah. and and ultimately wrapping this all together, and saying how can how can evil exist when God is good? So, and you know, throughout all of the podcasts, uh, sometimes questions will pop in your head. Sometimes they're on topic. Sometimes they're off topic, uh, but they're all valid. Yeah. And so we do have an email address. That you yeah. Can, you can write to. So you can email us at podcast at thinklikechrist.org. And any of your questions, um, comments, um, fan mail, hate mail, whatever you prefer to send <laughs> all us. All the above. Yes. All hate mail goes to Joel. Our fan mail right. goes to me. Right. And uh, if you have any questions, though, or a topic that you would like us to address in the future, indeed, um, we will probably at some point do a special edition podcast mm -hmm. yes. that we will um, stick out maybe in between our apologetics ones that we do. Like a little Q&A type yeah. deal. Yep. Probably like a Q&A once we get enough questions 
And so to make up an episode, right? You're yeah. Right. If you have well, one question, you probably not get an episode out of it. <laughs> this is really good. Depends on what it is, but yeah. So let, let's get into the material today. Um, without any further ado, you know, what, one of the big things that's going on in the world today, and this when we talked about truth, right? We're talking about truth before, and it's the whole my truth, your truth. Well, there's a lot yeah. of the same idea with goodness, where it's kind of like this is what's good and evil for me. I have my own set. And then you have your own set of good and evil. Don't impose that on me. Um, and so there's this huge cultural battle for just defining what goodness actually is. Yeah. What is it? Um, and that's a big problem. Uh, you have good what stuff good? being called evil, evil stuff being called good. Uh, the Bible talks a lot about that. Um, I, I can think of a few examples in our culture. You know, abortion is called women's rights. Um, you know, homosexuality, pedophilia, stuff like that. Love. Just, yeah. It's called love. It's love. Love is love, right? Yeah. Um, and then even uh, disciplining children is abuse. And, of course, you know, there is there is a way that that can be abuse. But I'm just For talking sure. about, Absolutely. you know, the uh, a, a, not, a house can I say is a non-abusive way. It's <laughs> yeah. called abuse. Um, the good, healthy kind where the kid still smiles and loves and is happy, you know. Yeah, right. That's, that's the kind, right? Where you properly train your children. <laughs> yes, yes. And correct them as you're, as right. you're mandated by God to do. That's all. That's all the good stuff to actually dig into. Some other point, but oh yeah. But to stay on topic here, though, you know, how does someone decide what is good or evil? There's got to be a standard. Well, right? that's simple. I yeah. don't have to decide, right? <laughs> you <laughs> could just kind of float me. through life, and uh, oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. God does decide it for us, and that does make it easier. Um, so let, let's kind of think through this. Let's be a little yeah. bit logical, but I just want to clarify what kind of good we're talking about here. Yeah, because okay. there, there's different the, the way we use the word good um, can sure. be different. That definitely has different meanings. Uh, do you like hot dogs? I love hot dogs. Would you say hot dogs are good then? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not the kind of good we're talking about. No. <laughs> no. Well, some might be, but no, no, <laughs> no, no, nothing like that. Nothing like a preference. Uh, nothing that you know. There, there's an idea of something being amoral, which means it's it's neither good or evil, right? Something mm -hmm. like this is a wholesome podcast. This is a good podcast. Sure. Um, it would be amoral, uh, or, or, you know, I guess maybe this one is more of a good, uh, but there could be an, a wholesome amoral good. podcast. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but that's not really what we're talking about. And we're, we're going to talk about that idea, too. Can something really be amoral? We're going we're gonna to dive into that uh, after a while. Probably not in this episode, actually, but it's coming. Uh, so the primary idea of good, you know, you got to go back to the beginning. You know, when, when you get to Genesis and things, uh, that the Hebrew language, the, the the idea of good primarily has to do with harmony. Uh, when God mm, creates things, sure. it is in harmony with him. It's not out of sync. It's it's perfectly uh, in sync, in harmony with him, to repeat myself. No, not, not, not the band, though. Right. Definitely not. Not the band. Yeah, because that's... Not good. <laughs> no, that was not harmony. All right. Sorry, sorry. So track. this this standard of good though, the first thing I want to I want to put there's gonna be a few adjectives here. The first thing I want to put to you is objective. This standard must be objective, and that is so important. If it's not, it's really not even enforceable. There can't be yeah. any justice system. Why have any kind of judges, lawyers, courts, judicial branch of the government, anything like that? If there's not an objective standard of good. Yeah. If it's not objective, then it's this mob rule, right? 
Right, right. I mean, it, whoever it, gets the most people to agree gets to make the rules, yeah. which is a horrible change, idea. Would, yeah, it will change over time, and <laughs> oh yeah, and no one will ever know what's right and wrong. Just, mm -hmm. Yeah. So you Total know, chaos. Some people out there might not know exactly what subjective or objective means. Okay, so just a little refresher to, to be very simple here. Subjective just means it comes from yourself. Objective means it comes outside of yourself. That's just just as simple mm -hmm. as that. Okay, so you can't just make it up. Uh, and plus, you know, unless we're perfect, who are we just to make up a standard of good? That doesn't make any sense. You know, no. I'm already flawed, so it, it'll probably be a flawed standard. Yeah, most likely. Okay, so um, what else? What else must it be? There's a couple other things. Uh, it has to be consistent. Now, you you mentioned it changing through time, right? It, it, if it was subjective, it would change through time. Yeah. Um, if it's objective, it won't. It'll, it'll be consistent. And just think about um, kids and parents, for for example. Mm. Um, you know, I've heard many times over the years. I, I've worked with kids for well, well for twenty years now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of the things that is most frustrating to young people is when parents' rules change. Oh yeah. Like just. Tell them what the rule is and then enforce it, but don't not enforce it once and then enforce it later. Right. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. Everybody hates it. We all hate it. You know, even with your own bosses at work. Oh, yeah. If there's you a lack away, of consistency, yeah. you get yeah. away with something for 20 years and all of a sudden they no, you can't do that anymore. And you everyone gets frustrated. And that's not good. Yeah. Right. No, inconsistency is not good mm -hmm. when it happens to you, especially. So. Absolutely. So objective and consistent. Those are absolutely musts mm -hmm. uh, for the standard of good. And then one more universal. Yeah. Uh, the idea that it applies to everyone. Can you yeah. imagine if there's a standard of good and it was consistent, but it only applied to some of the people on earth? Yeah, that, that'd be crazy. Wouldn't really be consistent. That, 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 there would have to be something like prejudice there or something, right? Yeah. Right. Um, so so that, that's not good. Uh, it would have to apply to everyone. Some universal truth. Mm -hmm. I think we've talked about that before. We have. Yeah, yeah goodness and truth go together. They're kind of like two sides of a coin mm -hmm. a bit. And I, I think the, the big consistency there with that is that God is truth. God is good. Yeah. And so you have a lot of the same yeah, rules. God is the definition of good. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Of course, that is our conclusion with this whole thing. But I think that's kind of an obvious one. But how are we getting there? That's yeah. the important part. No, how are we no, getting how there? How do we get there? Yeah. So God is the objective, consistent, universal standard of good. Um, so, you know, we look at the world in chaos today. Um, there's all sorts of horrible things happening. Easy to see that. Any kind of news source, they're going to tell you bad stuff. Um, you know, just living your life, you're going to see bad stuff and whatnot. <laughs> but go back to the beginning. You always have to go back to the beginning. You look at Genesis 1 and 2, uh, the word good is just used over and over and over again. Um, I know, I think eight, eight times in chapters 1 and 2, it uh, talks about things that are good um, all over. You know, uh, In chapter 1, you have verse 4, 10, 12, 18, 21, 25, and then chapter 2, verses 9 and 12, and, and it says the word good. Um, so that's, there's an emphasis there. <laughs> yeah. You know, you didn't have exclamation points back then. But you did have repetition, and that that was a that was a big way to say, "Hey, this is important. Here's a big idea." Um, so you know that that <laughs> idea of harmony with good. So everything as God creates it, it's in harmony with Him. There's nothing out of sync 
Um, everything is matching up well, flowing well, nothing out of place, nothing corrupted, nothing perverted yet, anything like that. Okay. Um, so then you have, the, of course, the idea of not being harmful. That's also another key idea of good. So there was no uh, sin, death, suffering, evil, any kind of defect at all yet. Nothing like that at this point. Yeah. Genesis 1 and 2. Now, I'll tell you something interesting. Genesis one thirty one. There's a different phrase. It is very good. Very good. And so, you know, you got to think about that. You have all these times you see the word good, and all of a sudden you have very good. Because man was created. Well, what in the world's going on there, right? Yeah. You know? And, and so you good. think, well, what 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 is the big difference? What is the big difference, you know? And um, that that's interesting. So, let, I mean, let's open up the Bibles here. And, um, you know, so let's go to Genesis 131 first, just to read that here. And uh, really, chapter 2, verse 1 goes along with chapter 1. Uh, but it says, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. There was evening and there was morning at the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them. Okay, it's all done. Then it goes on to talk about the seventh day. And then verses 4 through 25, the rest of chapter 2, is an elaboration on the sixth day. Okay, so it goes mm -hmm. back to that. Yeah. So at the end of the sixth day, everything was very good. So what was in between good and very good? Now, you already said, you know, man was made. Yeah. Um, but what, what I want to emphasize is that there was something not good. There was something not good in between. Uh, chapter 2, verse 18, it says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the mm -hmm. man should be alone. I'll make him a helper fit for him. There was something out of harmony. There was, yes, yes, absolutely. Something was out of harmony. Now, when Adam was made, he was in harmony with God. Mm -hmm. But he was out of harmony with the rest of creation. Yeah, this is why God says here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put all the animals by you. Uh, let, you know, let them you know go to line or whatever he did. And Adam names all the animals. What does he see? Male, female, male, female, male, female. He notices. Wait a minute, I don't have a helper fit for me. I don't have a, car, a counterpart. That makes sense. You know, there, there, mm -hmm. I am out of sync with creation. I, yeah. I, I am different in a bad way. Um, and so once once he recognizes his need, that's when God put him to sleep. Took the rib out, built up Eve out of the bone. Then you have the first wedding vows. They're all married. And then, very good. Yeah, very good. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, there, you know, there's an awesome thought here, too. You know, you think mankind was created in the image of God, right? And you see that in Genesis 1 as well. I think it's, you know, 26 to 28, somewhere in there. And, um, you know, but what he did, something really unique. When he created mankind in his image, he created them male and female. He split up his image into two genders. So hmm. when Adam was alone, it wasn't a full, accurate representation of who God was. He wasn't reflecting the full image of God. Once hmm. Eve was made and they were put together in marriage, becoming one flesh without sin, then there was an accurate reflection of who God was. It's a beautiful thing. Hmm. So you should like do weddings sometime and say all that. And then... <laughs> <laughs> what, what, you know, I've never done a wedding. Oh, I've never, sure. never done a wedding. Sure, um, I'm not ordained. Most people don't want you want me to be ordained. At least you know, I could talk, and someone else ordained could show up or something. But um, maybe one day I'll get I'll get there. You figure it out. I don't know. There's always a way. <laughs> I, I've never really I've never been asked. Never really had an interest. I don't know. Hmm. Um, I'm afraid I'd mess something up. Weddings are really important. People really care about those things. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, some people care. <laughs> some people care. <laughs> yeah. uh, so moving on. Now this is this is very significant here. 
Jesus Christ establishes a significant truth in Mark 10. So let's hop over there. We're not going to read the whole thing. There's a whole story here about this rich young ruler. Um, you also see this in, I believe it's Matthew 19, maybe. Um, just trying to remember now, but um, it's anyway, it's in Mark 10. You're gonna check, he's gonna fact check that real quick. There we go. Um, but Mark 10, 17 through 31 would be the whole story with the rich young ruler that runs up to Jesus Christ. So I'm just gonna read verses 17 and 18. It says, And as he was setting out on his journey, that's Jesus Christ, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Now, there's not really a more fundamental question than that. Uh, so then this is how Jesus responds though, in verse 18. Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know, the first time you read that, you might think to yourself, well, why is Jesus avoiding the question? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to say, you know, by faith through grace, you know, yeah, by, sorry, repeat by grace through me. faith, you know, yeah. <laughs> one, one, two, three, Bow here we go. Close your eyes and repeat after me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So something mm -hmm. like that. You know, but no, no, that's that's not what he does. He's establishing something so foundational. Yeah. This is the very first step. He's actually answering the question better than anybody else could. And and obviously it's because he's actually addressing the problem. He is addressing the problem. The heart. Absolutely. This guy was lacking in some areas. Uh, he comes up to him and he calls him good. He says, well, why do you call me good? Mm -hmm. uh, let, let, let's figure this out first. I don't want any flattery here. Yeah. I, I want you to actually understand in your heart that you have a real need. Yeah, because mm -hmm. Jesus was the only person in all of history that we could actually call good and it be true. Mm -hmm. And yet Jesus addressed him about it. Why do you call me good? Absolutely. He, he saw the need in his heart. That, you know, he, he's evil without God's atonement. He needed that. Mm -hmm. uh, only God was good. He actually had no evil in him. So, of course, Christ tries to show him that he doesn't measure up to uh, God's goodness by rehearsing some major commandments after that. Mm -hmm. He throws them out there. And he says, well, you, you know, you got you to gotta do this, this, that, and this, and the other thing. He was just trying to show him that you're not good enough. You're not actually good. You failed. But this guy. I've done them all, man. Yeah. He's like, Since I was a kid. Yeah. I've always, you know, one of those that he mentions is uh, like dishonoring parents. What kid on earth has never dishonored their parent in any way? Oof. That's crazy. You, lying alone, right? What kid <laughs> What kid hasn't lied at some point? You know, as you know, small child, did Twist you do this? A little bit you know? to, well, yeah. To make your brother more Fabricating a little, you know, justifying yourself. Mm -hmm. um, or acting a fool in Walmart or something. You know? Yeah. I'm not sure they had Walmart back then, but maybe, yeah, you, know. you know, in the market. <laughs> the market. <laughs> in the market. Yeah. It, it, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sure it's the same. I've done them all. Sure you have. Yeah, absolutely. So he's trying to show him his need here uh, for God through these series of questions, and it keeps going on. Now, we're not going to go through the whole story, but you know, that, that's reality, the idea. The guy probably did do pretty good, you know. Yeah. We probably would have considered him a good guy. Yeah. We, we use that term loosely. Yeah. I mean, that wouldn't be 100% accurate. Right, right. But he probably did pretty good. He, you know, he probably didn't egregiously not follow the commandments. He 
You know, he right, probably right. tried. He probably thought he was doing a good job. It wasn't like people were speaking up saying, what, Bob? You know you're bad, you know? <laughs> no no one's speaking up against this guy. But, you know, when the standard is perfection, though, right? obviously he fell short. Yes. But he wasn't quite grasping that, which is why Jesus is addressing it. You know, you think about it like this. If you have a ruler, it's got 12 inches on that ruler. If something is 11 and a half inches, Doesn't it's, not, up. it's not a foot. Yeah. You know, th this guy may have been the whole 11 and a half inches, which I, I don't think. What if I have but... 12 marks on there still? Yeah. And I just call them inches. <laughs> right. But they're actually more like centimeters, you know. Or yeah. Something. yeah. If my ruler's half as long as yours, I can still put 12 marks and I call it right, a foot. Right, right. That doesn't make it true. Just because you, you say something is good doesn't mean it is. That's the yeah. same idea. There actually literally is a real standard that is objective, yeah. universal, and consistent. And Jesus Christ answers that in Mark. He, he says, only God is good. Mm -hmm. That's the standard. Yeah. That's what good actually is. So if anything's less than, not the same as God, as far as morality goes, mm -hmm. then that is not good. <coughs> so really cool stuff there. We, we require his goodness to cover or tone for our evil. Uh, that's a necessity. Um, it, so a couple, a couple of big, big things here. Um, no good person. This is fundamentally important to understand. No good person has ever entered hell. Some people ask me, say, do good people go to hell? I said, nope, never because they're all evil. <laughs> we, we, we are all evil. You know, um, you know, Romans three goes through and it's like, it's like 12 different things. You know, none are righteous. No, not one. They've all turned astray. They've, and it just goes on and on and on. And, and what is Paul doing? He's quoting from Old Testament passages, even uh, one after another, establishing the truth that we are not good. If you are not good, yeah. you are evil. bad. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no other option. You're um, evil. But here, here's another one for you. What about heaven? No good person has ever entered heaven either. Because same thing's true. We're all evil. So, so Nate, why are people going to heaven if they're not good? Ooh, good question. So I did that. <laughs> <laughs> because there was one man who was good, right? Right. The Lamb of God who came away to take the sins of the world, to come to take away the sins of the world. Tongue-tied tongue -tongue there. But, yeah, there was one good man, Jesus. Absolutely. And that's why we can go to heaven, mm -hmm. because he died for our sins. Yes. Well, otherwise, there's no way we're going. So it's, you're it, not good. So it's not good people that are going to heaven. It's redeemed, justified, yep. forgiven, atoned people. You know, whatever word you want to say there. Yeah. But yeah, it's the Christ, Christ's righteousness yeah. is what's getting you there, not your own. It's his righteousness. So, you know, what? why is this so crucial? You know, just kind of wrap up this whole thought here. Part one in the series, Is God Good? Why is this so crucial? You know, we can we can know that there's a standard of good. There's something comforting about that. Yes, there is. Scary at the same time, I think, depending on where you're at in life, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if we're, if our standard is perfection, I mean, we're falling short. So mm -hmm. um, that could definitely be um, uncomfortable. Yeah, I think of like David, King David, and he says, I love the law. Well, if you understand the law at all, I mean, you're talking about 613 laws in the Mosaic Covenant. It's a lot um, of laws. You know, so the, the law, that's a big, that's a, you know, you, you think that that's kind of a crushing weight. 
but not really, because all the law is divided into loving God more than anything else, loving your neighbor yourself. But you know why I think that David really loved the law? I, I think that he loved the law a lot because unlike all the other pagan nations with their false gods and everything else, he actually had certainty. He had yeah. a concrete foundation he could always rely on. Uh, he knew exactly what made God happy. He knew exactly what made God mad. He knew that if he did make God mad, exactly what he needed to do to make God happy again. He knew that God was aware of all these things. He knew that even though God is the judge, he is a good judge. Uh, and he loves to show mercy. Yeah. And that's all built into the law. Yeah. And thank the Lord for mercy. Amen. Right? That's right. And yeah. Whew. You know, David experienced all that, you know, he obviously had great sins in his life. Um, ones that definitely would get you kicked out of most churches. <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? But when it was all said and done, he, he fell on his knees before his, his, his maker, before mm -hmm. his God. And he repented. Right. You know, and, and we've talked about, you know, repentance and things here um, when we talk about the gospel. But, you know, that's that's what set David apart from his predecessor, Saul. When Saul sinned, there wasn't much for repentance. You know, he always justified it or blamed right. someone else. Right. When David sinned and he was confronted on his sin, he, he, he bowed his knee to God. You know, we can look at his sin. And, I mean, the guy, guy stole someone else's wife and then murdered him. Yeah. You know, in today's world, I mean, in, in any world, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, I was a big say, deal. any world, yeah. But you know, and today, <laughs> you know, today in America, you'd be thrown in prison for you know a good long while. Of course, um, but of course, David was a king, <laughs> so he didn't get thrown into prison. What are you, you going to do, right? Yeah. But but God forgave him. Now there were still consequences. To there sin. definitely was. There there are always going to be consequences to your sin, um, and and obviously the 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 the. I guess in, in human terms, the greater the sin, not not necessarily making you more guilty before God, but some sins have a lot more consequences. Right. You know, um, and well, David you know, experienced some pretty terrible ones because of his sin. I think sometimes those consequences that we suffer from, some are more public than others. Yes, for and, sure. And, and so I think that might be the, the bigger issue sometimes. Depending on the sin, some things are more socially acceptable than other things. Yeah. Um, you know, someone has a big gossiping problem. A lot of people can look the other way. Not a big deal. Because they have gossiping problems yeah, too. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but then if someone has an adultery problem, well, they put that in a whole nother level. Yeah. But really, I mean, I would say even gossip can often be even more destructive. You know. Yeah. It, well, you know, we're going to run out of time, especially here, so. when you when you're lying about somebody on top of it. Yes. You know, which yeah. is actually one of the tech events, bearing false witness. Absolutely. So, so just to kind of wrap this up before we you yeah, know, yeah. Hit, hit the buzzer here. Um, you know, one of the big important things with this, why it's so crucial, is that if there's a standard of good and it is our creator, then we have to measure up. That, that means there's going to be accountability and judgment. Those are realities. Yeah. That, that's a big deal. If he does have a standard, do you think he has a standard for no reason? Of course, there's a reason. There's a reason. And he's, he has an expectation with that reason. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so we better be measuring up. And yeah. if we don't, we better figure out how to make that right. Yeah, for sure. And the first thing is trusting in Christ as your Savior. That that's that's the first thing. And we we talked about the gospel, yeah, so yeah. Um, and all sorts of things. We, we need to know how to live our lives. If we fall short, find a solution. And even after salvation, we still mess up. 
And so we need to you need to restore that relationship with God. You're not losing salvation, but you need to restore that relationship with God. And you know, if there's a danger, we need to not only be prepared for ourselves, but we need to warn others. We need to love people enough to say something and help people out. Not not a hey, you're in trouble, you're evil. Uh, not just that, but to, to lovingly come alongside and say, I want to help you have a better relationship with God because it's actually going to affect you for an infinite amount of time. Yeah, and, and not to be judgmental on people. Um, I mean, we don't have to be judgmental. They're already judged. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. You know, and we're in the same boat. We're judged too. Absolutely. That's why we, we needed to accept our Savior as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the whole thing. You know, we got to relate to people and go to them and say, hey, you know what? This is the way. You know, you're, you're going to be judged by a holy God yep. who, who is a good God and yep. he has a good law and he has a good standard and, and you have fallen short also. So he is the way, the truth and the life. No man comes to the father except by him. John mm -hmm. 14, six. Right. Uh, so, very good. So, well, let, we're wrapping it up here. Is yep. God good? It's going to be a we don't know how many parts yet, but it's going to be a several part series. Multiple parts. Multiple yeah, we, parts. we have an idea. But OK, so, so this was all about what is goodness. Yeah. And it is God. He is that objective, universal, consistent standard of what good actually is. So join us on our next episode mm -hmm. for part two. And uh, also, don't forget to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review on wherever you listen to this podcast. There you go. And, uh, of course, if you're on YouTube, uh, like and share. Uh, like and share and subscribe. Interact in the comments. And maybe. all that stuff. Um, share it on Facebook. Give it to all your friends. Send out yeah. emails. Interact in the comments. You know what to do to help us out. Yeah, you know. Just be, just be, <laughs> just be good. There we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, also, don't forget to register for Solid Rock Christian Camp, and uh, you can go to SolidRockIowa.com for that, or also ThinkLikeChrist.org. Uh, you can find the same registration on both of those. And with that, I think we're wrapping up. All right, we'll see you next time. See you next time.